Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's episode 14, and I know you're wondering what scintillating topics will we talk about this episode of Soccer Heads New England. I've arrived late to the studio, and I've taken nothing but grief from my co-hosts, Jim Roberti on the left and Paul Nardizzi on the right, including after I spent an hour putting together this, this schedule of uh, topics, and uh, I walk in and they're like, you know, we don't need any of that. We'll just wing it. I'm Dave Radigan, former award-winning journalist and uh, all-around expert, and I'm with two people who really have no media experience, but they have an awful lot to criticize, it appears. I had such grief today for my editor because uh, these editors in their whole, this doesn't make any sense. Where are the facts from? Come on. How do you make sense of this? Uh, you like an episode no. on MSNBC. I mean, they found two of the sources in your trunk. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about some current event stuff, and then we're going to get into a couple of topics that I that I like. Good think pieces for you soccer people, including the top five ways to build the U.S. audience, and before that, soccer IQ versus soccer skills, which uh, I'm fascinated to learn what you two guys think about that. And I'll tell you about how I defeated a uh, coaching Hall of Fame winner in a penalty, penalty shot competition at the movie theater on an arcade game and how much it upset him. <laughs> I'll tell you that later on. You know, it's funny. Every week, Paul Nardizzi and Jim Roberti, my co-hosts, they send me topics for the week. And every week, I think, boring. I do another podcast, all right? It's called, it's with our engineer, Dale Lawrence, a former cop. It's called Inside the Line, Real Stories by Real Cops. And we do, we think, do things like we talk to drug addicts and hookers, and we talk about murder and horrible killings. And then I got to you guys, and we talk about... Pronounce U it right, the UEFA. The, the UEFA draw. <laughs> the UEFA draw. And I don't mean the draws... Jim, that you guys might be, you, I don't mean underwear. I mean, I mean. That just brackets, exposes you how old you are. Brackets. I say draws <laughs> for underwear. Do you know hey, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm excited tonight. My, uh, my girl's coming in tonight. She's coming in from Iceland and uh, very excited to kind of get to see her. I don't know if I told you, I haven't met her yet. I, just, I mean, I met her online. I met her online. I sent her a little, I sent her a little bit of money. And so she could come over for the Obviously, trip. Obviously, there was no and, picture included. And for, oh, she you should see her. She's beautiful. No, I mean you. Oh no, she likes. <laughs> she didn't see she, a picture of you. We, we communicated online for a little while, and then she told me about her mother's operation. So I sent her some money for that and some money for the plane ticket. So I'll be down the airport to pick her up tonight. Very excited. Does she right, know anybody right. on the Iceland national soccer team that we can interview? Do we have any? 
Uh, I'll, I'll ask. Small country. I'll Iceland ask. is uh, shipping a lot of their COVID people right out. <laughs> <laughs> if you have it, they just put you on a plane. <laughs> Off you go. Expedited passport. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to make you guys happy. We can talk about this hugely important current events topic of the UEFA draw before we go to my plugs for our sponsors. I, I, let me tell you this, folks. If you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, there is nothing more exciting than talk about the UEFA draw, then uh, check us out at SoccerHeadsNewEngland.com. Check us out on our Facebook page or email us at SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. And just remember, send in the subject line of Dave's right, Paul and Jim are wrong. <laughs> tell me about the UEFA draw. Oh, what is it called? You got it right. UEFA? Yeah, UEFA. So you're it's, no con- it's no CONCACAF. The UEFA draw. Tell me about the UEFA draw and tell me why anybody should care. This is for the Super Bowl of soccer. Okay. You don't have to say it's Super Bowl. So I just it say is. the World Cup. Just no, say no, the World the- Cup is not the Super Bowl of soccer. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not the Super Bowl of soccer? No. I would say this is. This is definitely. This, this is, is more the important. These are the best teams. So if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you're the best football team in America. Yep. yep. And there is no other football. If you're a soccer team, ask any athlete. He wants to win Champions League more than he wants to win a World Cup. Ch- Champions League is the, what individual well, teams. It's, it's the top tier of all yeah. soccer. It's these you guys are, the are best making teams. that up. You guys are making that up. No, name. I want to go back. We got to get a, a we, we got to get a prostitute on this show. That'll 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 cheer us. I'll up. sit in with one. <laughs> Isn't she flying in from Iceland tonight? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't I love her? Oh, yeah. Don't say that. Give it a week. Where were we? <laughs> Top oh, yeah. sixteen. It's. Eight. I like the. Fa- I like the fact, Dale. I like the fact that I'm saying what's clearly a scam to these two about this woman. And like, yeah, they, they haven't they picked up on the. No, uh, they on think the she's scam. a scam. My father's in, in, in uh, needs a, needs an operation, and she's sick and all that stuff. Yeah. Typical scam. How much do you think you could pick up from these two if you wanted to scam them? Well, Jim looks a lot more. Wealthier than Paul, so I'm thinking a thousand from Jim and probably fifty bucks from Paul. <laughs> I better be an easy fifty and, a, and, and an easy thousand. All right. So anyway, tell, tell me about the UEFA draw. Why do we care? Okay. So if you win, if you if you're a coach of a national team, mm-hmm. you are restricted to the country to pick your players, similar to a travel team. Yeah. These teams in the Champions League are like club teams. Okay. So take, uh, for example, Real Madrid. They have a striker from France and a center back from this country. They've, those are better teams. All right. So when you watch this competition, you're watching the best teams in the world. Okay. So they draw for the next matchups. Yep. And people who follow it, Jim and I, decided <laughs> two, we want to see. Two in Massachusetts. Yes. We want to <laughs> see is uh, Messi, who's on PSG now. Are they going to get a good draw and get to the next round, which is the round of eight? By the way, there'll be another draw for the round of eight. Man City, Bayern, these are all the top teams. Every time you so say Messi, exciting. I think of my daughter's room. Anyway, so, so this is so these are the team teams that play in the in the in the various leagues. So Dave, various you, leagues. If you take your country's World Cup team and your top two best players on that team, yeah, there's a good chance they're playing in the UFA UFA. And they're on the bench. And they're on the bench. <laughs> and they're on the bench. That's right. how good these players are. These guys are that good. Yep. So the World Cup is just nothing. But as usual, there was controversy. Yes. Because oh, good point. That's what we were talking about, that there's yeah. actual controversy yes, about this. Is. What's the big controversy? Well, so they have little rules, like you're in a group to get to this stage, to the round yeah. of 16. Yeah. So if I already played you twice, now when we do the draw, we don't want to pick those two teams because people have already seen that matchup. Yeah. So you can't play the same team in your group. 
They have a couple of rules. Yeah. So they did the whole draw. Is the group like a division? Yeah. There's a ah. group of four. Okay. Stupid question. So anyways. Thank you. No, it's did. not because it's going to, I want to call back to it when we talk about something later on. Okay. So they did the draw and they had to redo it. And because they had to redo it, people think that it's rigged again and everyone's flipping out. Evidently, they claim that the, when, so the little balls that they pull, little ping pong balls, and they claim yep. that if you vibrate them and some are bigger than the others, you can tell. I was joking yes. last week about the pasta sauce no. and the Italy ball, but it's not yeah. a joke. And I know. So I read that, and then as Everybody, soon as I heard that they can vibrate balls, I went on Amazon to see if I could pick up that device. That was sort of <laughs> off on another. Vibrating balls is from the other podcast, oh. the one that Dave and the producer do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you were on the subject of vibrating balls? Yes. Yeah, and then I was off shopping on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So the UEFA thing, so the big, so the, so the big controversy is what? Well, first of all, we know soccer is corrupt. Okay. Yeah, off the field. Yeah. I, I just like the game itself. I, I have no time for these scumbags that are always trying to make the matchup for the most money. Okay. But now that it's set and we have the matchups, I'm a soccer fan. I'm excited. Go ahead. Let's, the best matchup we have is PSG against Real Madrid. PSG against it's Real Madrid. Messi, Neymar, yeah. Mbappe. When is that going to happen? Uh, I believe it's not till the spot till the, like February. For, yeah, well after the first of the year. Yeah. Okay, so it's, a, way, it's in February. So it that's actually like, for soccer. That's actually close. It, this right? would be. This like, would be a, this we're gonna pick. We're gonna do the. <laughs> hold on. We're gonna do the qualifying, <laughs> and these teams will play in the in the actual tournament in twenty twenty six. This game is analogous for you American football people. Yep. To having Tampa Bay and New England play in the Super Bowl. This is that big. This is that big. And this is in the. This is in this tournament. In this is in the tournament, tournament yes. but it's not in the Super Bowl. It's in the Super Bowl tournament is what we're talking about, is that there's 16 teams. Right, 16 teams in the groups. tournament. So they're going to play in the first round? The round of 16. They're going to play they're in the play round in the, of 16. They've already been in groups of four. This is the final 16. All right, are yes. they going to meet in the final game? They can't meet. They're going to meet in the round of 16. Because one of them's getting knocked one out. One of them's getting knocked out. So what I'm saying, you, Paul is how many up, Hold on. Paul, how, many how many teams are, how, is it a one-game elimination? This is a home and away. Home and away. Okay. Yes. So they're not going to play. If I'm looking at a, tip of a traditional American bracket, mm -hmm. all right, I play you. We play home and away, like the NCAA for uh, hockey. Yeah. And uh, we play home and away, and we meet in the first round. We're both in the round of 16. So are they going to play each other in the first round? In their brackets, where do they meet? It's not like a, it's not like NCAA baseball. Okay. It's just you play each other, and now we get to the round of eight. The winner of the two of the two. Oh, games. so they they're all going to play against each other for a while, and then the winner. Oh, no. they're <sighs> playing two games. This is terrible. Okay, this you come terrible. to my house, I beat you one nothing. I go to your okay. house, you beat me two one. Add okay. together, it's the goals. It's three. Whatever the you add the goals and yeah, which side wins. Which side? I, I lost my math. That was a terrible example. <laughs> it was tied. <laughs> Well, no, that, that brings up well, a key right. point. So anybody who listens to this could understand the fact that these two teams are going to play both in the same round with 14 other teams, and that will be like the Super Bowl. We have two great teams playing each other in the final game, well, I, and it's the same thing. I hope a math teacher isn't listening. <laughs> there are 16 teams, so there's only eight games. There's only – they play each other, right? 16 eight, eight. teams play there's eight, eight games. Eight. Right, and they, they play, play each, each other, other twice. Oh, they play it, each other twice. Wait, but it's goal. It's, it's, it's about it's sixteen about, teams play each other twice, and that's eight games. 
No, no. Eight teams. Eight. You put eight on each side. They match up. They play two games this against is you. Gonna take, you get it. It's math. Absolutely. Hooked on phonics third grade, Dave. Third grade. Dave, if you did your homework, too, and you never do your homework. I, I don't I wanna, do my homework. I tell the listeners, we try to coach Dave to come along with us, yeah. and he never reads the links that I send. So I, once in a while, the example that I just gave it was tied two two. You're right. I, I saw the soccer team slapping people. Okay, you're right. It was yep. two two. Yeah. Now in the past, okay, I said you come to me and I beat you one nothing. How many road goals did you score? I came to you. I beat you one nothing. I scored. I scored nothing. You scored none. That does not sound like me. Okay. Then I go to you. Okay. Yep. And you beat me two to one. Yep. And then the road. Oh, yep. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You scored two at home and none. I scored one and one. Yep. So it's two to two, but I advanced because I scored the road goal and you didn't. Okay. So they got rid of how that. Many, how many games did we play? That doesn't happen like, anymore. They, they got rid of that starting this year. Yeah. Can I tell you why? Because you didn't read? No, I, I get you. There used to be a dominance of home team. Win. Yeah. That over the years has gone closer to like 60-40, whereas it used to be 80-20. Yeah. So they said, we don't really need this anymore. So I read further. The reason that they think that it's gone away yeah. is stadium security. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which tells me the fans are not doing their job. Years ago, if it was 80-20, it means the fans were scaring the crap out of the team flying in. Making them nervous. Now they're acting. Now everyone's just sitting on their phones, not even really, you know, doing their job as a fan. You're supposed to get drunk and help your team. <laughs> By throwing things? I didn't say throwing throw. Bottles? I didn't say violence. Just help your team. Okay? I, the, I, when I was a kid, I was probably 15. Kidnapping the opposition's child? Do whatever you want. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. I was at Fenway Park. I was 16 years old. I was hammered. And, and I, think, I looked this I guy up. Hold on, hold on. Every story I, of oh, you, know, you know what the difference is? Usually it starts with, I was hammered. I was at Fenway Park. Now you've changed it up. You mix it up I was and you throw us off there, Paul. I looked this guy up today. Okay, His name's Frazier. He pitched for Anaheim. And the yep. Red Sox were in the playoff hunt. So we were right over him. And when he was warming up, we rode that guy hard. And he went out and he got shelled. Wow. And we kind of felt like we were responsible. We got in his head. <laughs> and when I looked up his numbers, he had a really good year that year. So that was like one of his bad games. I, Me and my friend Steve, we, we kind of felt like we did our job. <laughs> so this away thing is telling me the fans aren't really coming through. It sounds like, we like used the to. beer vendor failed to do his job <laughs> or her job by serving you two. And I'm sure that this guy, Frazier, had never been ridden by fans before. No, we went oh, he had been He had been ridden, but not in the bullpen no, during we his went, warm-ups. We went over. We went over. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember now, I'm 16. I'm a future comic. I was eating this guy alive. I'm I sure you were. I had some good lines. The, the outfield was laughing at him. 
his outfield was the outfield was laughing at him, and his pitches. Wait, wait, wait! wait, The fans in the outfield or the outfield in the bleachers? Was Dwight Evans turning around and chuckling? (laughs) Ha ha ha! That young heckler is really no. When we were sixteen, it was Ted Williams, I think. Yeah, (laughs) it's a good point. (laughs) If Frazier's warming up, yep. Dwight Evans is not in the outfield. Pay attention, okay? All right. Wow! See, no. that, that took another vicious. level of yeah. Oh, of, oh, of you're thinking. saying you're like saying that. it was not Dwight Evans because it was further along in the career because they were no in because the they were in the outfield because he was pitching. No, he was warming he, up no. to go in for the guy warming. in the he was, that was doing starting. Oh, he's a relief pitcher. Yes, I'm sorry, I missed that part. I thought you meant before the game. Oh no 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 no. Because you said you were drunk, so I assumed it was before the game. Because no, I thought if after, after, after the to get to that <laughs> after point. the fifth inning, I would think you would be sleeping. I get abusive around the sixth. All right. So let me figure out. You were sixteen, so, so, getting beer at. Uh, hold on. Well, that's me, another. That's for the. That's for the police podcast. Yes. Let me. Let me go. Let me go back to the uh, UEFA draw. This has got to be the worst podcast so far ever in the history of podcasts, and that says a lot. So the 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 issue is next February. The, so they drew sixteenth. Exactly. So they go. drew the round of sixteen, which involves sixteen teams playing only eight games, two games apiece, and uh, and therefore two of the teams that are in that round are good teams. No, no, that's just the best matchup. No, that's that's the, the best, best matchup. matchup out of all. Is it the first one? Uh, yes, actually, it's, it's the first, first one. So they're yeah. playing each other in the first round, which will be like the Super Bowl, which is. The last game of the of the of the National Football League season, but you're saying the first round of the round, the first games in the round of sixteen, because they've got these two teams, will be like the Super Bowl. Well, every which game, is the penultimate. every one of these games is like no. The no Super Bowl, was, because it's a blind draw, they ended up playing each other in the first part of this. So you're having the two best teams. I think. I think Paul thinks. No, I don't. Oh, I do. Maybe. I think they're the two best teams in the entire bracket. I think. And I, I, I think City and Bayern. I think. Cities, well, top two technically, but but I play wise, I think these are the, that's the best line yeah. players and everything. Unfortunately, yes, they are playing in the first round, and one of them will be eliminated and will not play in the finals of that tournament. All right, we got to move on because I got to get to the airport tonight. Okay, yeah, just, and uh, you two are torturing. Nice princess arrives. They're torturing me with all this stuff. Anyway, first <laughs> plugs. I got to do the I got to do the plugs now, so you guys can. Soccer Heads New England is sponsored by financial advisor Rick Spencer, number 978-857-7573. Rick speaks at free seminars for soccer clubs, leagues, and the public. Uh, he'll help get your kid into college, athlete or not. He'll also help with other needs. He's my financial advisor, and, uh, and he's great. So um, don't spend your retirement in Tent City. Go to Rick. To have Rick come speak to your club team, league, or group, or to check out one of his free seminars in your area, call him at 978-857-7573. Also, if your organization needs to raise money and you want to have a great time doing it, you should hire the Soccer Heads Experience. It involves three comics, Paul, myself, and Jim. Much funnier than we've been so far in this podcast, Uh, but we'll do something that's a little bit more than a comedy show. It's a great comedy show with a lot of soccer-themed humor and all kinds of extra things uh, help you make a lot of money and have a great experience for your team or league or whatever. Email Jim Roberti at SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com for that. And finally, we can get to the topics. Uh, Just a couple more current events, things to get to. The MLS finals were held. I saw those games. They were good. And I've decided this. I like the PKs. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if... Uh, you see teams at the very end of that where they play the extra period and they've just they just cooked. 
They're just cooked. So you know that if you're going to get a slump, if you're going to get a goal at the end, it'll be a sloppy goal because somebody has just run out of energy. So you can say, well, it's a it's a test of fitness, or you could also say that's enough fitness. We've run around enough. Let's go to this, and you go to PKs. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Dave, is we talk about extra time a lot. I yeah. hate the arbitrary extra time. I don't know. In the beginning of that game, oh, lo- I've changed my mind. I love the beginning I love of that extra game. Time. Everybody was falling. It was to be to be honest with you. In the, the first half of that game, there was a lot of falling, or as you like to say, like he was murdered on the field and oh. you're waiting for the ambulance to come out. And I was getting a little frustrated watching the game because that was it was apparent that that was going a little overboard. But it also created extra time. Now, when New York took the lead, they were doing that a lot. And guess what happened an extra time, Dave? Right, right, right. Well, let's go to goal. So sometimes doing all that falling and getting that extra time can come back and bite you, and it certainly did. They were exhausted at the end, and that's why Paul was in the box the whole last couple minutes, and that's how it got to PKs. I think I need to do another study. Why not? Why is that? Okay, so if you're a goalie, right? Yeah. And you dive to the right or the left, Yeah. we have statistics on your save percentage. But so when the revs lost to NYC, three balls went down the middle. Straight down the middle. So I, I, I don't understand why they don't one out of the five stay in the middle. So yeah. You should do a study on like similar to whether, whether you should go for two in the NFL based on the numbers. What percentage of the time should you stay in the middle based on the number of balls that are going down the middle? I'll, I'll tell you why. As a goalie. Yeah. Former goalie. It's almost aesthetics. If yeah. you're not diving. You ain't saving. You look like, a, look like an ass. And you ass. look like an ass if you're standing there well, what if and the ball goes yeah. in and everybody's going like, well, why didn't you just pick a side? But I guess if you do do a study, you could determine, okay, the three of them have hit it right and left. Maybe this guy's going to hit it down the middle. You're right. What time? You could actually do the because, study which number of the five kicks it down right, the middle too. Right. You could really right. determine that. Well, but I, I like this study that I was looking at. I was doing the same thing. Paul was righties. How often do righties pull their penalty kick? I when would say kids, it's got to be 80% of the time. When they're kids, kids are they going to do 100%. Do. And then as they grow up, they learn to go that way. But you're right. They still pull over. It's either push or pull, righties and lefties. There's a huge study that could be. I'm sure somebody's. Oh, uh, I can't, I can't imagine. That. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait. They, they must study this. They must have advanced scouts. They have some studies. I haven't seen one on. No, what I mean, they, they, they must the have player. advanced scouts that, that watch the players that say, oh, in yeah. a PK situation, this guy's going to go to the right. This guy's going to go to the left. As a tell, when they do the little stutter step. And then they, how many times, when they did the stutter step, it seemed like they almost always push it. They almost always score. And they almost yeah, always score. They do they almost the, score. They, well, they, they, they're watching the goalie. Where is he going to yeah. move? That's what the stutter steps are. Yeah. So I, they can, I'm looking at his feet, determining you don't have that much stuff. Of course, this is coming from an expert. <laughs> As you've heard the old podcast, I was over fifteen on penalty kicks. But Listen, I mean, just if I'm sure you would have stopped the sixteen, and those my, weren't shootout penalty kicks; my, those were just fifteen. But if I let's say I let's say I pull it, yeah. and you guess right, I still could score hundred percent. If, if I go down the middle and you don't move, you're going to save it yeah, almost so, every time. Almost right. every time. If you look at the three that uh, maybe it was two, the Turner missed. They if were, he didn't move, they were right they in his hands. Right where but, he was. But I, but I but I think the other thing is, I mean, there were again when I played, there were basically three things you can do. You can stay. You can left. You jump to you. You dive to the right. You dive to the left. You stay. In high school, you can get away with that just staying because because you will get people who kick it right at you because they well, don't, don't want to miss. Talking the top but, scorers here. But but right. But at, at a good league, like I said, I'm I'm sure that there's a statistic that says that MLS player. Paul Nardizzi, in his career, has uh, in PKs has has pulled the ball three times, or you know, kicked three the left three times yeah. out of out of out of five or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, actually, let's say let's say four out of five. So therefore, when you kick, I'm thinking you're going to kick to the right. So if you kick down the middle or to the right, you're gonna you're gonna screw me up. I'm sure the same way you as a kicker uh, have been told. Yeah, this this goalie goes left. It's just tendencies. Yeah, I Paul, mean, you, Paul, the but, other thing, but I think you're right about it. It's it's. I think it's aesthetics. I mean, I think I think Jim is right. If you stay to the right, it almost seemed like the New York goalie. I mean, he was so big. He was so big that keeper, and he was so dominant. He seemed a couple times to be stepping right directly into the kick, even before he left his feet. I don't know if it's good scouting. When you're diving, instead of standing still, you've got to try to get to that post. Okay? So when when you're you're thinking in your mind, I've got to get as far over as possible to cover that post. So you're already committed to not standing still. You you know you're going to use all your energy. And like you said, that goalie, see how far he got over? His hand was almost covering the post. That's how long he was. And he did. He dove out of the goal, not straight across. He drove out. That's it. and there were a couple of bad shots too. Yeah, they weren't close to the post. But yeah, you got to. He was intimidating. In your mind, you're committing, Paul. The last thing you're doing is say, "I'm going to just stand here and hopefully he shoots it at me." And um, Pirlo, Pirlo probably took thirty percent of his PKs right down the middle. Right down the middle, Panaka. So to yeah. me, to, against him, you got to stay in the middle sometimes. Like you, you said, one out of three chance. A, that's going to be a research. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. somebody's going to look at. So the observations, Dave. I'm impressed. I'm, I see. See, sometimes I pay attention. Not this time, though. Not, not with this topic. <laughs> NCAA finals. Oh. NCAA finals. I heard, well, you tell me. How did it happen? What happened? Well, all I know is it was Clemson, number eight team, eight seed Clemson, and it was Washington. And Washington was number two and was clear favorite. Clemson's goalie was fantastic in the quarters. Of the, he, he did his penalty kicks, and yeah. he was fantastic. And sure enough, we go back to Dave. You had mentioned in the past podcast about goalies needing skills, needing foot skills, to be effective. And uh, a ball was 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 sent in from probably about 35, 40 yards out. The goalie keeper came out to get it. It was on a bounce, and he went to kick it, and he missed. And it went by him into the box, and the uh, Clemson guy came in and knocked it in. And from then on, it was. Uh, it was just a say the final was 2-0, but that goal really shook uh, Washington up. The Clemson goalie did have to make a couple of saves near the end that were pretty impressive, but uh, it was just to watch as a goalie. And like I told Paul earlier before the podcast, you know, you guys, you guys miss open nets all the time. You miss headers wide open. Nobody cares. Goalie makes one stupid play like that, right. and he's, it's for the rest of his life. Did you ever run out and actually kick the ball, or did you miss it every time? No, here's what happened to me. <laughs> I was playing at Westfield State in a game, and they had AstroTurf, and uh, I had never played on AstroTurf yeah, before. Which is, which is quick, and which it, is quicker it, than grass, a it lot gives quicker. You that, just like yeah. playing baseball, and, you know, it's got that second bounce, but that wasn't the case. The case was the ball was sent in. I came off my line to get it. It bounced in front of me and went right over my head and into the net. And I will remember that, yes, Paul, for the rest we of my need, life. And so most footage. of my teammates will remember that. I'm going to call your school and ask for some footage of all of this stuff. <laughs> it was just... So this leads to my next nonsensical theory. I have many theories. Here it is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at the Division Three NCAA Finals over the last 15 years, mm-hmm. versus two versus one. And what one has that the other ones don't is the losing team never scores. 13 out of the last 15 years, they have not scored. So I feel like the first team's scoring, and then they're so good defensively, they just pack it in and we end up one nothing, 
or it goes zero zero to PKs. Something has to. As a fellow Italian, as a fellow Italian, yeah, you know that's how Italy has played their World Cup and their games for centuries. Get the first goal and then put everybody in the box. That's how it's been for a long time, and I think that's what they do. Yeah, I think they said that they're used to sitting on the lead, kicking the balls out of bounds, and just delaying the game until it ends. Yeah. The, the lower divisions is my guess. Not as good scores. Right. But a bunch of them were 0-0 zero, zero to PKs. A bunch of them were 1-0. Oh, yeah. I it's boring. Yeah, yeah. It's boring. I felt like once, once, once Clemson went up, I knew the game was over was based over. on the numbers. So are you ready for the theory? Go ahead. You like shootouts. You're not a soccer fan. Right. So why don't we just please everybody and have every game have a shootout? At the beginning yeah, of the at game. At the beginning of the game. Then we decide who won, and then they just play for fun? No, then they play <laughs> knowing the result of the shootout is already in, so you can't play for a shootout because you lost the shootout. So now you're going to come out and play, and if you score, the other team has to score because it's one nothing they're losing. They want a tie to get to the shootout, which they already won before the game. I think that's an incredibly dumb idea, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I told my kids, it. and they walked out of the room, but that <laughs> tells me it's a good idea. That is not bad, Paul. I'm impressed. Because we That's, all get to see a shootout, well, you right? You get to see the shootout, unless you're late, like Dave usually is in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wouldn't well, make it. Well, the shootout's in Beverly. <laughs> you and I will be there? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to tell the listeners, Dave, Jim lives an hour and a half away. He left at uh, 12. I live about an hour away. I left at 12.30. Dave lives four minutes away, and he left at, what, 2.10? I, 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 I get it around 2.15, 2.10. Yeah, so what? You know, <laughs> it's quality, not quantity. You bring the quality. I, I do bring the quality. Paul, that's not a bad idea. I actually you. like that. You know, all you. 14 episodes, Paul came up with a good idea. Come on, that's pretty good. I, I like kicking the ball back to the goalie. That's such a that's such a better idea than anything else Paul has ever said. And uh, how long have I known you? 25, 26 years, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think... Dale, what do you think? Shoot out before the game? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not a fan. You could watch that and go, oh, I, I like soccer. I respect, I respect the sport, unlike yeah. Dave. I respect the sport. Just so everybody knows, Dale's an ex-police officer, so when Paul says shootout, he's thinking of an entirely different thing. So, of course, he's up for it. He wants it's to be in it. He wants to shoot somebody. Yeah. Yeah, the, sub, the suburban cops against the inner city kids. Like, we'll, we'll lose. <laughs> he's I like, love- only five shots? What the hell? <laughs> this is... This- this is amazing. This is amazing. First of all, we're having an actual discussion of Paul's stupid idea. And he turns around and he gives Dale a nudge, wakes him up and says, shoot out. You think that's a good idea? And Dale says, yes. Then Jim comes up with a whole new idea for what kind of a shootout it is. And Dale's like, yeah, that sounds perfect. And Dave's just thinking about his girl flying in from Iceland. So it's with come full circle here. It only cost me twenty thousand dollars for that little for that for that little snow buddy. Because you know what I heard? I looked at her. She's from Iceland. (laughs) She's from Iceland. I look, I'm like, she must be Swedish. I just wanna Uh, make something. I wanna mention something. Okay? Yep. Ronnie I don't know if pronounce his name, Diella, the coach of NYC. So we thought we had the best coach. We do have a very good coach. I looked at this guy's record. This guy's won everywhere. He won in Norway. He won the cup in Norway and the league. He went to Celtic, which is in the Scottish Premier, won two division, two titles, and then came to NYC, and he's won here. He said after the game, I'm not sure this means we're the best team because is the best team the team that wins the cup or the team that wins the supporter shield? Because, you know, in Europe, if you win the f- division, it's over. They don't have playoffs. So no, in his head, they've only got 20 more tournaments you can be yes, in. Yes, but in his head, he's looking at this two champions. So f- to the Rev's credit, that's what people look at. They think you're a champ. You, won, okay. you were the best team. Everywhere except the United States. Yeah. But we are not, uh, we don't have the only good coach. That guy can coach. He won three games in a row. I did not know that. That's, oh. that's, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Wow. 
Did yeah. not know that. Oh, he was good. He was good. Oh, he was good. They were good. They were yeah. good. And I, I, I thought going in, I had been told maybe it was you, maybe it was somebody else. It was probably me. It was probably you. Who else was going to talk about soccer? I know one other person, and he might have said they were good. But anyway, we're going to move on to the next topic, unless there's something else you want to say about the NCAAs. No, I know you don't want to talk about it. I know you don't. Before they were very excited. They were very excited going into that championship game. I'll tell you, it was it was great soccer going in. So other than that one mistake, just puts a bad taste in your mouth. All right, we got one more current event. I think it's. Uh, I can't say it was before there was Ali, but it was certainly before they had Magic. And well before Ronaldo, Messi, and LeBron, there was Pele, a guy who was so good that you knew him by one name, which wasn't even his real name, right? Mm -hmm. Brazilian soccer star, fantastic player, just kind of the consensus best player in the world, uh, passed away at age 81. He did? No, he's passing away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he isn't gone yet, Dave. All right, hold on. We could save hold this on. for another I've podcast. I've never heard that expression. Hold he's passing. I heard, I heard, I heard it was his passing. <laughs> we all, we all? He was more ball control <laughs> instead of passing. All right, no, all right. ready? Hold on. Five, anyway. three, two, one. No, leave right. that in. No, we're not going to leave we that in. That in. You thought we were going to You can't make me a total idiot. No, he's passing you away. You sent me. Who sent me the That's, note that said all of Pele's mistake. passing? He's Pele's passing. <laughs> that was that was live, and that's how it should be. Shut the hell up! I got a note from from Jim that said Pele's passing. Yeah, often, I will, but again, then we texted after that, and you didn't read the text. You didn't read the text. <laughs> well, after you, well, you know Because I thought he died too, but I followed up. I don't just show up at the wake, Dave. I, I actually <laughs> check the obits. All this time, I thought Pele's dead. Then I looked at it. It's like 81 years old. I'm like, wow, he was a young guy. 81. So he's passing away? He's very ill at this point. At All this right. stage of the podcast, he's very ill. Oh. I, I, you guys need to be more thorough in your, in your notes to me. You can't expect me to know this stuff. <laughs> Pele's passing. Pele's passing means pale. You're as bad as my editors, you and your facts. He wouldn't have scored as much, Dave, if he was passing so much. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So Pele, did you, I never, I mean, I did see him play. I saw him play when I was a kid, not live on TV. Uh, He was with, uh, boy, what was the team in New York that he was with? The Cosmos. The Cosmos. I knew a guy who played with him, one of my neighbors, who was a mason, Mm -hmm. uh, said he played with him. Uh, we weren't really at all that that close. He said he was a great player. That's all he really said. Uh, I don't remember Pele. Uh, let's put it this way: I was young enough. I was either young enough or he was old enough that I didn't have an appreciation for anything that I saw of him. But I'm willing to believe everybody else uh, talking about what a great player he was. Did you ever see him? See him on tape? Same. I watched him on TV and read about him. And the thing that I like about great players, like we we all can watch them play, but I like to hear the little stories. Uh, off the field of what they do. So, like, I remember Maradona came to the World Cup and someone saw all the teams warming up, mm-hmm. you know, practicing rather, and he's off to the side juggling a golf ball in some little roped-off area. Like, why are you not with the team? But anyways, he was juggling a golf ball like it was a soccer ball, which is kind of hard to do. Yep. But then someone mentioned when he passed away that he took a soccer ball, walked out into the middle of the field, and he kicked it as hard as he could. You ever see how big his legs are? Okay, that ball's... And it came down and landed in the exact spot where he was. And he did it 15 times in a row. Never moved off his spot. So someone said, I tried it. And this, whoever was talking was a great player, too. He says, I couldn't get more than two. 
you're a layman. You wouldn't know Pele if you stepped in it, but you knew his name. Right. He was right. an incredible ambassador worldwide with yeah. kids everywhere. United States. It was awesome. He was great. He's still alive, though. Yeah, well, like I said, well, like I said, we, we wish Maybe him next a, podcast. Pele, Pele, we wish him a speedy he's very recovery. Young. He's going to play. They're going to do victory too, and he's going to play the uh, Bernie role. We can get Bernie's <laughs> role in that. <laughs> in victory, you know. <laughs> all right, fine. From now on, I'm going to prepare. Then, then you guys are going. I'm not even going to let you ask, talk is Just make sure people have actually died first. Next time you send me a note that says Pele's passing, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll know, oh, it probably means that we're all going to die eventually. <laughs> That's All right, fine. Oh, look at this. Perfect segue right into soccer IQ versus soccer skills. Um, who's Who wants to talk about that? Paul, you want to start? All right. All right. Jim's going to start the, uh, because Jim's a goalie. And as a goalie, it, it, to me, you got to have the brains. I will take brains over skill a lot. I really will. I think, I think, I think, wait, wait, think IQ, a, mean, I think wait, soccer wait. IQ yeah. is much better than soccer skills. I'd be mean, great if you have both. Are you talking about a goalie's IQ? I'm talking about every, every, everybody's IQ to be in the back post for a cross. That's soccer IQ, and you don't see it that often, except for the Revolution game where he was actually at the back post and scored the goal. Speaking of which, Burnbury was traded today for cash, yeah. just so you know, from the Revolution. Yep. Um, uh, knowing uh, going to space, when to throw the ball in, when to play the ball back, how to overlap. It's all soccer IQ, which makes for a better game than skills. I, I would say you could have fantastic skills but lose to a person who has a better IQ at coming with angles, how to how to how to how to actually spin the ball to get it to certain spots. But that's IQ that's, that's skill that's and skill. IQ. But IQ is knowing who's gonna be where at what time, knowing your teammates, not knowing about your own skills, but knowing about the skills of your other players who can handle what as a goalie, angles, huge. Um, I don't know, Paul. You can take it from there, but I, I think, I think if you're dumb with skills, you're not that great of a soccer player. You have some skills, but you got to have the IQ. Without the what IQ, if, if, what if you have the IQ without the skills? Well, I mean, you're not going to win games if you don't have any well, skills. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this let's reminds say, skills. Let's say Jim's saying if you have nine, no, ten players in the goalie with ten rating of a skill and a two IQ, he'd rather have a five and a five or a six and a four. Absolutely. Okay. Just a little Absolutely. Balance. So this is the this is the. I remember Danny. You're going to make less mistakes during a game. Yeah. Okay. And that's in soccer. That's where the problems occur. Occur when you make the mistakes. It's not based on your skills. It's based on your brain. This is the thing you hear a lot about in sport, like sports talk radio. You hear a lot about this. This the defense. The defense. The defense. You need to have great defense to win a championship. You need defense. 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 And uh, Danny Ainge. The Celtics GM was on back in 2011. He goes, "Yeah, you really need both. Yeah. <laughs> you need a, if you want to win a championship, you need both." And of course, in football here in New England, you know you you're best off with all three: the offense, defense, and special teams. And I think this is really what we're talking about with IQ and IQ and and I mean, how many times you've seen a great athlete who can do wonderful things, but he's not a great soccer player? Then you find a kid or a person, a player, who's got great skills, but they're lazy, or they're just not a good enough, they're, they're lazy, so they're not, never going to fully develop, 
or they're just not that good an athlete. So they'll be a good player at a certain division. And if they find the right spot, they'll be fantastic. And if they find other spots, they can play. But then there are other spots that just aren't going to be available to them. If you don't have speed, for example. Yeah. I mean, I coached and I didn't have either. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a ton of skill and I had players that, you know, mentally shut off during the game. I used to tell them, I used to stress to them that most goals come off, you know, dead plays. They come off throw-ins and goal kicks. Yeah. And the reason why is because you're not paying attention because it seems like it's just a throw-in at the 50-yard line. That's not, that's not important. Well, if we roll back the tape, you know, the guy dribbled by you, passed here, and he kicked it in. But guess how he got it? From him who got it on a throw-in. And they just, they just never could, could get that through their head. And I would see them literally shutting off. It's a throw-in, ball's out of bounds, let me just drop my head for a second, get, get my breath, and all of a sudden the ball's in, and it's in the net. Because you're just, you're just shutting off. <laughs> so what level are we talking about? Like age 10 to 16. Okay, yeah. so 10 to six, I mean, 10 to 22, or maybe 10 to 18, let's say. You know, the brain, oh, absolutely. The brain function yeah. is just, you know, there's just not as much awareness of everything around them. So why we would expect athletes to know more than right but some teams do it better than others yeah so the question. team that we're playing isn't also giving us those goals because yes. they're able to focus for the 60 minutes and you i'll know, tell you what i coach you know why because you know because i'm not the coach of you, that team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and when i coached it was the same thing i think to my players was you know a lot of people want to spend a lot of time i used to frustrate me too and in, in, in 12 and above was the coaches wanted to work on skills like three quarters of the practice was skills wrong yeah. 15 minutes for my practices with skills. The rest was scrimmage and real time learning the game. Yeah. You'll do, if you really want to be good, you'll do that skill. You'll stuff do the home. skills of the home or you'll yeah. go to clinics and everything else. My job is to teach you the game, to use those skills smartly. It's just like football. You know how uh, Bill Belichick would take a wrestler, for instance, mm -hmm. from an Ivy League school. And he would bring them in. And then you'd have two guys next to each other, six foot four, 300 pounds, exactly the same. But one knew how to use leverage. One was smart about how he could just shift his arm a little bit. It's not about the weight and the power and the strength. It's actually about pressure and leverage sometimes. Bill Belichick has a great, he did a podcast on that, how he would get these athletes that were just smarter at what they did and not necessarily stronger or faster at what they did. And there's a lot to be said for that, I believe. All right. I want to, this is a pretty interesting conversation. However, like any interesting conversation, I need to move on because we've got to get yeah. got to get Paul out of here. Yeah, Paul's got to go. And uh, I love this idea. Is he idea. picking up the girl at the airport for you? Or Ta what's that? Is he picking up the girl at the airport for you? Is that uh, no. I'm putting no. her in a bubble like John Travolta was in that movie, <laughs> <laughs> driving her back out. Dale, <laughs> I, I, I hope I she got the, her shots. That's all Not I just because of the COVID, for other reasons, too. <laughs> exactly. I think the most fun thing is that they still think she's real. She, they still think she's real. No, we're laughing because you think she's real. <laughs> so anyway, the, our final topic is this, the top five ways for soccer to build a U.S. audience. Jim, why did you recommend this, first of all? Because it's such a fantastic sport, and I enjoy the heck out of it. And we have people like yourself and a lot of friends of mine who just aren't interested in it because they always say it's not. There yeah. aren't enough goals. There isn't this. There isn't that. It's just not getting their attention, and something needs to be done. These stadiums should be full for these games. And I'm just, you know, we're soccer guys. We they still refer to it as the four major sports. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's I, know. Yeah, I know. That's a huge. Well, there's the there's almost a resistance to soccer. Yeah, and I I think I know why. I do know why. I, but I also well, this say is this. Important for you. I have a lot of I 
I know Jim's friends. I've met Jim's friends. They're really nice people. It's real simple to get them to like soccer. Just get them to equate it with heavy drinking. If you get them to equate it with heavy drinking, they, I think there's a feeling that soccer is sort of above it all. And I think that if, if you can convince them, say, it's really a drinking contest. It's about how much you can drink before the game ends. And the game ends in 90 minutes and whatever the referee That's wants to throw point. on at the end. That's actually... Yeah, I know. I, I know there's a shot in there at me, but it's actually a good point. What do you mean? A shot? That's not a shot of you. Yeah, it's, a shot, it's a shot of your friends. <laughs> the alcoholic friends. Yeah. When, uh, when well, you don't have to, hold on. You don't have to say alcoholic friends because that's redundant. It's right? redundant. I'm <laughs> a friend. We know what I do. <laughs> I, when I was... Um, when Kraft was trying to get money for the um, stadium in South Boston... And you were hammered? No, I was, I was performing this night. <laughs> okay. I was performing, and I had this joke, which I did... I was getting laughs at it, but I figured he would appreciate it. Well, first of all, when we started the show, this is no exaggeration, he turned his back to the, to the stage. He was right below us, and he was facing this way for whatever reason. But I told the joke anyways, which I thought was a good joke, was if you really want these people to give you money for a stadium, don't tell them it's a stadium. Tell them it's an 80,000-seat Irish bar. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a great Irish bar. It was in Southie. Yeah. I think he got even madder. It's a joke. But anyways... Similar to what you just said, we should do that if we're going to yeah. make this, is tell people it's not a stadium, there's no game in here, it's an 80,000 seat Irish bar, and then yeah. people go in and then there's a soccer game with it. Yeah, because you, a lot, you draw you, them you, in. for some reason you tell them let's go tailgating for a soccer match. Yeah. yeah. It sounds weird. Yeah. It sounds weird. Yeah. It, oh, right. if they knew how much drinking went on in Gillette Stadium before soccer games and after soccer games, I'll say this, I, I have seen more alcohol uh consumed and that was just at paul's car <laughs> it's a shorter uh, game you got to pour them down but you're, you're not going to be there for four well, that's hours the you, go, you go to a patriots game we've all been there there's a play and you sit there and you wait three minutes for a commercial and then there's a kickoff and you wait for another commercial doing nothing nothing see what i, I mean there was a study that there was 15 minutes of action I think it was less 15 minutes of action I, I think it for was, an nfl football i think it was nine i really do it, might, it might even be half of that yeah. Where actual, where soccer, it's going on all the time. If you have a kid with ADD, yeah, bring him to a soccer game. Oh yeah, because There's a kid with ADD would never get bored with with uh, soccer. You don't, you don't. Uh, no, but it's it's just. Uh, all right, so is that your number one? Is that is that what's your what's your? No, I, no, I'm your, asking Paul. I mean, I, Paul's got a great point. Let's not call it a soccer stadium. Let's call it a bar. But well, uh, oh, that okay. Yep. Uh, I, I, I took I, marketing in college, but I don't have any idea how to market. Yeah, I, know I mean that would that that would be the big thing is is getting people to the game. <laughs> I took, how many years? A, hold on, no, hold on. I just gotta get this in. Four. How many how many years were you in college? <laughs> oh no, five <laughs> five years five. of college, and and you your major was marketing for all four years. Did you really? <laughs> and what? Yeah. And how much do you know about I feel marketing? Like I'm, I'm bad at it. Like that's like the worst thing. That, even though I came out of there and I was wondering I have why some skills. I'm not good at marketing. Said, I was wondering why you said David Jim take it from here the other day on one of the shows. <laughs> Yes, I don't even like to mark <laughs> All right, so I when I was drunk, he was supposed to say that there. When I was drunk taking marketing classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, again, <laughs> again, I think when, when he said when I was in college, I think it would be redundant to say <laughs> yeah, when I was drunk. in college drunk. <laughs> I have two ideas, and they'll, they'll be quick. Uh, right. First of all, when Beckham came, that was big. Yeah. He's gone. So bring in another, you know, someone that you know, like Messi. Just bring in someone, and then do obviously do well at the World Cup. Yeah. That helps the women when they won the World Cup. That was a big upsurge. And then if you watched the game the other day, I don't know if you noticed, but the three best players on the field were all from Argentina. Like, Argentina cannot, I love it. Don't get me wrong, I love watching Blanca, but like, that can't support U.S. soccer. You need some 
Americans in the game other than the goalies. Like Sean well, they, Johnson's American, right? Wait, wait, yeah. So it's you're all, so you're saying we need to bring in top stars from around the globe and more Americans. Yes, we yes. need more good American players who shine. Well, well, we do have good American players. I know, but well, they need well, to shine. They're getting better. But the more they shine, the better. Okay. Remember so, Fagundes was the big one from yeah. Western Mass. He came in right. and had a couple of good years, but they, they tried to market him, but it worked. They had a great yeah. attendance, knowing that there was a local kid right. there. And Yeah. You just need more of those. Like right now, who's your who's your U.S. player in the MLS that's selling tickets? I don't know if there is one. There isn't one. Remember when they brought in um, uh, Schweinsteiger and yeah. get a lot of the German guys in yeah. after after they won the World Cup? They said yeah. it's the name recognition. That that is a good one, Paul. Yeah. When you see the World Cup and everybody's watching, you pick up these names. Um, so, who was the guy from France so, that was here? He ended up big corruption afterwards. He came over. He he, he sold some stadiums out. Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a guess. I, I just I had heard his name somewhere. It sounds oh, French. Oh boy, we must oh. be close to the end. What's next? Henri Richard, Thierry um, Henri. So here's the thing. Hey, oh, Thierry Henri. Yes, you were very close with. Yeah, that's he what was, made, made me worth <laughs> Thierry Henry. He was worth was, going to. I was us. picking a Canadian. I wasn't even right? picking a. French he was player. worth going. He to was us. worth bringing here. Yeah, he was yeah. definitely worth going to watch. And but one of the issues, Dave. Okay, that you don't know because you're a neophyte. Yes, I'm. The they don't have fake turf in Europe. Yeah. So someone like Henri came here and he said, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic also mm-hmm. said this. I'm not playing on that crap. Yeah. So oh yeah. Only playing. I remember this. I so remember this. We need this to get rid of, of that crap if you want these guys to come over. Yeah. Why would they? They don't want to blow their uh, knee out. But, or, but you know that also means that you can't have multi-surface stadiums. Right. Which means you've got to build stadiums for these teams. Which means you've got to build. I don't know. How, it how pays long do you for build itself, a- though, to put grass down yeah. to, to bring him into play? Let me ask you this question. Does it really do craft that much good to build a new stadium when he is f- drawing 20,000? Again, I don't know if 20,000 in that stadium is a break even proposition for him or, or, or a good idea, but certainly is better than sitting, right. sitting vacant. Yeah. Um, but does he does he actually does he actually have that much to gain no. if he builds a a twenty five thousand dollars stadium a twenty five thousand person stadium and he fills it every every game versus twenty two thousand in the stadium that he already owns? Probably not. Okay, but why not put grass down and bring a guy in from Europe that will because you've got fifty thousand people right? But you've got this team called the New England Patriots yeah. that fill the stadium. And bring in a ton of money for the franchise, and then you can have concerts there and whatever other events you can put in there, and you don't have to make any changes. But you couldn't do that with natural turf. You couldn't have as many other events. You'd have to have a soccer. Really, you have to have a soccer-only stadium. I think you'd have to have a soccer-only stadium. I don't. I don't know if you can do. I mean, I'm sure you can do concerts in in stadiums that have regular turf. But how many and and. You know what's going to happen? Are you going to have it torn up after every after every game? I st- I know you're not for it, but I'm for a soccer only stadium. I think that's uh, they play a lot more games. You could probably have even smaller. I mean, what do the Bruins? What do the Bruins do for a Bruins game? Is it 30, 30 No, seventeen thousand. Yeah, the Revs get more. Right, people. the Revs get more. Oh, I know. I, than listen, the Bruins can. listen. People don't know that know. though. Listen, but they, right? get, they you, get, you get, look at even. Right. <laughs> I, I promise. It, I promise to tell you my story about how I defeated a. Uh, Father time. Uh, oh, a, hall, a Hall of Fame, <laughs> hall of, 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 of a Massachusetts coaching Hall of Fame coach in uh, in. Sorry, we left a movie once. We we went to a movie at two o'clock in the afternoon or so. My friend 
Dave Kroll and I, we went and we went to the, I don't know, it was a, an arcade thing. You, I you love that the, game. I remember you, that You game. kicked the ball. You kicked the ball. You had a video screen goalie. Yeah. And so I scored. And he didn't. <laughs> and I scored again. And he didn't. Let's just say it was three to nothing. It could have been three to, it could have been two to one. But let's say it was three to nothing. And, and he starts complaining that I toe kicked. You were toe kicking. You were toe kicking. So it seemed to me that, you know, you got uh, my my soccer IQ, knowing that I all I had to do was kick the ball in, outdid his uh, soccer skills. But anyway, let me talk about this. Your five ways to build a U.S. audience. You guys, let's see. You came up with two, Paul. Great. Three, what was your third one? Oh, bringing more good players from outside, promote more U.S. players, and get rid of the turf. All right? Jim? Smaller stadiums and bringing the youth in for free. Take youth soccer leagues. Take U8s. U8s to U12s. Have them free tickets to get to the games. Okay. That's going to build the United States audience tremendously. You know, they've been giving free tickets away to youth leagues for years. Oh, you got to go, Paul? Are you going to take the call? Good. We're glad we get rid of that guy. <laughs> glad we get rid of that guy. Uh, here are the here are the here are what I had. What right? the podcast just got done? I, st- I started with <laughs> I started I started with promoting drinking, so we agree that's number one. Number two is, and this is too bad that we lost Paul for this, but you guys wouldn't get to me. I understand. You got to make the fans less fascist, and by that I mean, I mean every fans for years, soccer fans have tried to drill it into everybody's heads that we need to support soccer soccer's the world the game the world over blah 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 and the soccer is better it's just somehow inherently better and i think what's happened is that's the pushback and that's why there's so much pushback i think it's ridiculous that we don't say the top five the major five sports because it is i think it's ridiculous that soccer isn't mentioned more in sports talk radio because it should be. I understand why it isn't the same reason that horse racing isn't, the same reason that, that boxing gets less play, because it's just not as popular with that broad base of people you would call a sports fan. You have your football fans, you have your basketball fans, but a lot of those people would also go into the category of sports fans. A lot of soccer fans are soccer only. And I think to get it uh, more acceptance, you just got to get these fans to stop with the idea that all these other sports are somehow inferior and that soccer is better. That's my number. That's that's my number two. Uh, the other one is soccer parents got to quit trying to cheat for their kids' benefit when they're in youth leagues. There's so much cheating. If you're going to say that you're better, you've got to be better. And you know, oh, I, there's so much shenanigans that goes on. And I get it. Shenanigans goes on. That's one of the things we learned when we were kids. When you're in youth sports, you learned that the parents. You, you learned about hypocrisy <laughs> by observing the parents and the coaches. So soccer parents have got to quit trying to cheat. That's my third one. Here's my, here's my fourth one, and, and I wish Paul was here for this because I've changed my mind on this. I think you've got to keep the dumb soccer rules. I think the idea that we, you know, we put them in groups instead of we put them in divisions, yeah, that's going to confuse everybody. But I get it. In order to be part of the world soccer community, you've got to be on their schedule in, in order to fit the, the, the weather requirements, we've got to be on our schedule and yep. the stadium requirements. I get that. And uh, I've come, as I said, I've come to like the, the PK and extra uh, 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 tiebreakers. And also on the subject of that, um, I love extra time. 
the penalty, the the injury time at the end of the game, where it just goes until the officials decide he's done. I love that. It's just it's just so bizarre. It fits in perfectly. And finally, Jim, and you're going to hate this one. You're going to hate this one, but I think we have to quit fighting immigration because the more immigrants that come in, the more soccer fans we're going to have. The more opportunities they have, the more the incomes will rise. And once the incomes rise for the for the immigrant population, they'll be able to pay nine dollars a beer at the stadium, and they can be part of the soccer community. You sound like you work for the DNC. Let's bring in more immigrants because we get more votes. <laughs> that's, that's actually, you know, to be honest with you, Dave, this is fourteen podcasts in, and of all the lists that we've all had to come up with. That one is the most logical list yeah, we've had. Yeah. And I was five you minutes late. And I was five minutes late because of it. And I got grief from you guys. And Paul had to leave I, early and, mad. And the, and the one I have to agree with you the and, most is we have to be less fascist. Yeah. That's really good. See, I know. This well, is I think why we have is the Dave best here. He's not, <laughs> he's not uh, tainted like Paul and I, where we're, we, 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 we are the fascists screaming, Watch soccer, follow soccer. You're 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 we, on the outs. You're you know with something? the you're with, you're with the group we're trying to get. We shouldn't have mentioned that Paul left. We should have just made it seem like he was being thoughtful. <laughs> he was being thoughtful, or or that he was stunned. He was stunned. He was, he was stunned. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap up. Do we have anything to add, Jim? No. Anything that you want to add? Very good. I know you think this was a bad one, Dave, but I thought this was. Excellent. Oh, I think only the beginning part. And really, Dale, I think you'll agree that the only bad parts of this were when Jim and Paul were talking. Yeah, I, I kind of like how you take control of the podcast and your vast knowledge of the inner workings of soccer just blows me away. I can't believe that I would say what was clear, talk about what was clearly a, a, an internet scam. And these two are like, oh, I wonder what she's like. And Paul left early so he can beat me to the airport. That's amazing. That's it for this episode of Soccer Heads New England. We'll be back next week. We'd like to thank financial advisor Rick Spencer, our sponsor. Don't forget for fundraising the Soccer Heads experience for your team, league, club, or whatever. The Soccer Heads will make your fundraiser more than a show. We'll make it an experience. SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com is the email for that one. And uh, Jim Roberti is the person uh, who'll talk to you about uh, making your dreams come true for your fundraising soccer experience. I'm Dave Radigan for Paul Nardizzi, Jim Roberti, our engineer, Dale Lawrence. This has been Soccer Heads New England. Thanks, everybody.